Hello, Life Group Leaders. Hope you're doing well today. Joe Polino here, and this is part one of a five-part equipping series on discipleship groups. So the plan is to send out a short teaching, about 10 to 15 minutes long, at least once a week for the next few weeks to help everyone get oriented with the discipleship group guide. If you haven't seen the guide yet, you can check it out at makedisciples.co. My hope is that these short equippings will be encouraging, unifying, and an investment in you and in your life group. If every leader can also listen to these short teachings before our leader meeting on September 13th, it will help us be on the same page and make for sharper meetings. So as a reminder, why are discipleship groups more of a focus in life groups this year? Great question. Well, in applying the book of James, which we just studied as a church, it says in James uh, chapter 1, verse 2, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. So, applying this verse, uh, we are asking God in life groups for a perspective shift. Instead of considering this pandemic as primarily a roadblock to our life groups, we are asking God, okay, How can you be glorified then in this trial? Or what are you doing in our life group that you're trying to give to us as a gift? Uh, There's joy in here somewhere. So what is the opportunity that that you're giving us right in front of us? And and asking these questions and prayerfully just trying to hear um, from, from the Lord and from community about how this is impacting life groups, two main things rose to the top. Uh, The first is that there is an opportunity for us to go deeper in smaller groups. So the first opportunity, there is an opportunity for us to go deeper in smaller groups. Uh, We don't know how long the pandemic will last. I hope it ends soon. Um, But in the meantime, we want to try as best as possible to make a plan that is pandemic proof. Um, And so what we learned in the spring is that a virtual life group is doable but it's challenging. And you guys did an amazing job of, of just connecting with people, phone calls, using different technology. And I think we learned some things during that time. Um, but having the whole group get together on a Zoom call consistently is really difficult of like 15, 20 people. However, having a virtual or in-person meeting with three to five people in a discipleship group it is very doable and it's actually pretty effective. And so that's an opportunity for us to lean into with joy this year, to consider it joy, uh, investing in discipleship groups. So the second opportunity um, is uh, around this phrase I've been thinking about. And it's this phrase that life groups can change lives. Discipleship groups can change generations. Life groups can change lives. Discipleship groups can change generation. And I'm going to unpack this idea a little bit more um, in the short talk today. But the big idea is that a pandemic or no pan- pandemic, uh, if the virus was to end today, I still believe that discipleship groups are a huge part of our church and a huge part of our life groups uh, going forward. And I think it's something that God has for us to um, to lean into, and it's going to be a blessing, not just for us, but for generations to come. Uh, so yeah, just a little preview of, of where we're headed in this discipleship group equipping series. Today, I'm going to dive into uh, the introduction to discipleship groups, and then in the following weeks, we're going to go over the four core practices 
that you do in a discipleship group um, that helps give your group a framework to go through and grow in Christ and then pass on to other people. And those four practices, uh, those core practices are confession, others, reading and responding, and encouragement. And so they actually spell the, the word core, confession, others, reading and responding to scripture, uh, and encouragement. So looking forward to doing those later, but today, uh, just a reminder about why do we do discipleship groups? Uh, what in the world is a discipleship group? Um, so we're going to do that today. And, uh, I'm going to do that by starting off by just saying, when I was in college, I was first invited to a life group by way of a barbecue. So this life group was having a barbecue party, and a member of the group invited me to come. I didn't know this person really well, uh, but I liked barbecue. He seemed like a good dude, and I was free. So I showed up and was able to meet the group, get to know people, have some uh, decent barbecue. Um, your barbecue doesn't have to be amazing. I mean, hot dogs can be used in the kingdom of God. Just saying. Uh, so at the barbecue, um, I was then invited, though, to the life group the following week. And I showed up and I kept coming um, and it, it changed my life. Now, if this guy that I met uh, would have invited me to something called like a discipleship group or a D group or, you know, DNA group, fight club, you know, insert cool small group name here. If he would invite me to one of those, I don't think I would have gone. Um, and maybe we should just call our groups barbecue groups. I don't know. But uh, I'll let that idea uh, marinate for a little bit. Um, dad joke. Anyway, uh, so the point the point being like I was I was invited in to essentially a dinner party, a barbecue, and, and that was used by, by the Lord to, um, to impact my life. I wasn't looking for a discipleship group or even a life group, but I was looking for connection with people, and I was hungry for God. At that point in my life, I had been personally struggling with faith and anxiety and all sorts of stress, which made me look to God for help. I, I started praying for the first time in a long time. I remember saying, God, if you're real, show me. Uh, and the invitation to a dinner party with barbecue was an answer to my prayer. And, and this Jesus-centered community called a life group changed my life. And I know for many of you, this is this is similar to your story as well. Um, so my, the life group changed my life. But if my story would have stopped there, um, it still would have been a good story. I mean, God pursued me through this life group and I'm going in my faith. I mean... Go God, uh, great story, you know, the end, they lived happily ever after, great. But God had more in store for me than, than I had even asked for. So in, pe- in being part of this life group, I was eventually invited into a guy's discipleship group. And in this group, the leader said, hey, the goal is for us all to pursue Jesus together, to grow as disciples. We're going to do that by encouraging one another challenging one another, being real with each other, and actually follow Jesus. And then uh, what you learn from here, we're going to pass on, we're going to seek to pass on to another group of guys who are hungry to know and follow Jesus. And so while the life group, man, it really helped me to, to know God and encounter Jesus and begin to walk in his kingdom. It was in this discipleship group um, that I I was I, I was given this uh, this responsibility. I was entrusted with something. And, and the person who led the group pointed me to the Great Commission passage, which, as many of you know, uh, says, 
All authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. This is Jesus speaking. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So this discipleship group, I'm so thankful that this life group had a had a guys group, a discipleship group, where their focus was, we want to grow as disciples of Jesus who make disciples of Jesus. And it wasn't a place for the super spiritual or super Christians. It was a place where anyone who wanted to, who was a follower of Jesus, can can find a smaller group of people to intentionally grow in Christ together and help others find and follow Jesus. So why do I share this story for us now? Uh, I know right now in our city, at your workplace, in your family, in our friend circles, there are people struggling for hope, purpose. Uh, they are praying prayers to God saying, help, show me you are there, show me who you are. And I believe life groups are transforming environments where people like this are going to be joyfully invited into and are able to encounter Jesus. And it's going to be like lighthouses pushing back darkness across our city. I believe that. And I also believe that these discipleship groups within life groups have the potential to impact generations of people for years to come. The Apostle Paul said it like this in 2 Timothy 2.2 where he's talking to, um, to his son in the faith, Timothy. And he's telling Timothy, the things that you've heard me say in the presence of many witnesses and trust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. So Paul saying to Timothy to invest in faithful men and then these faithful men entrust it to others. That's four generations of disciple makers. Now this is not easy. This is not you know, a multi-level marketing deal. This is not anything like that. No, this is hard. But this is the way that Jesus made disciples. This is practicing the way of Jesus. And this is such an important part. And I think a, a, a real gift that God's trying to um, just, it's not a new thing. He's just trying to sharpen us in discipleship groups heading into this year. And so to think about discipleship groups, it's not just about what guy and girl groups can we can we organize within our group. It's having this mindset that this has the potential to to multiply and to affect generations. Robert Coleman, in his Hallmark book, Master Plan of Evangelism, he puts it this way, we must decide where we want our ministry to count, in the momentary applause of popular recognition or in the reproduction of lives in a few chosen people who will carry on our work after we have gone. Really, it is a question of which generation are we living for. So to summarize the point, uh, our life groups can change lives and believe they will. Our discipleship groups can change generations. So how do we lead a discipleship group well? Well, that's that's part of what I hope to, to help you guys um, be sharp on in the next few talks coming out. But here's the application question for you to consider uh, today. Just this question, who is a faithful member of your life group who you could ask to become a discipleship group leader? Who is a faithful member of your life group who you could ask to pray about becoming a discipleship group leader this fall? And maybe he or she, you know, 
This might be a great step for them if they're not quite ready to be a life group leader for various reasons, but this could be a great next step. And as you consider who these people might be and you invite them in, uh, just to let you know, we are having a discipleship group leader training calling uh, D Group Lab that's going to start on September the 14th. So if you're like, hey, I would love to invite them in, they might need some coaching perfect. You can send them to makedisciples.co and they can sign up and that's a great way for them to to get involved. So just to recap, as I close, we are continuing to stay connected as as a life group and reach out to others. That's That's not changing. But in the midst of this, a gift that we feel like God's giving is to build discipleship groups, specifically a each life group to work towards having four discipleship groups uh, happening within their group. And and as we build toward this, why are we doing this? You feel like, one, it's an opportunity God's given us during the pandemic. And two, that as our life groups can have the ability to change lives, these discipleship groups can change generations. And lastly, what step can you take from this Uh, Who is a faithful member of your life group you could ask to consider becoming a discipleship group leader? So that's it. Thankful for all of you. Love you guys. Um, Let's be sharp and remember Jesus' promises to us. Uh, Number one, that all authority in heaven and earth have been given to Jesus. And he says, and surely uh, I'm with you always to the very end of the age. So what else could we need? Let's go for it. Let's be sharp this year. Uh, Love you guys and see you next time.